Hi, this is Jackie Lee from itsawamlife.com, and today as part of the Time to Shine Challenge, I have Amanda Morgan from notjustcute.com with me, and we are going to chit-chat about how we get our website started and grow community and traffic and content and anything else that comes up. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to come. I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you. Oh, so I can think you, it should be fun. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your website, when you started it, what it's about, and let our listeners know a little bit about you. Okay, so it's called notjustcute.com, and it's about um, intentional whole child development. So that encompasses a lot of different things. So it's just being more mindful about the things that we engage our children in and focusing on um, kind of our purpose, what it is, you know, and there can be a lot of different purposes. I'm just really um, focused on knowing why you're doing what you're doing so that you can, I, I talk about recognizing what your purpose is so that you can emphasize it and maximize the outcome. And so, you know, your purpose can be so many different things, but um, just recognizing it. And then um, I'm really passionate about a whole child development. So, so we focus on some of the cognitive things, but also emotional development and creative development and just every aspect that makes childhood so wonderful and magical. So that's what I'm about. And I started, you know, I was trying to think the other day, I think I actually started, like opened up a blog page. It was probably at least two and a half years ago and possibly longer than that. But I just, it was something a friend had mentioned and it was still kind of this mysterious thing. And mm -hmm. so I just kind of set it up and played around with it. And I kind of had in my mind kind of a, a framework that I already wanted to have laid so that I could have these things to refer back to. And so I just played with a few posts before actually, I guess, launching it and telling anybody that I knew that I had it out there. Uh -huh. um, so I probably did that about a year and a half ago. So it's been, uh, I guess, public knowledge for about a year and a half. Um, <laughs> and it just, you know, it comes, it comes in waves and leaps and bounds, and it's just, um, it's just been a fun ride. Very cool. I like how you talk about being intentional with the way that you interact with kids because I think it's so similar that you have to be intentional about your business too. And True. that's one of the big things that I talk about to people is that you have to know why you're doing something. You can't just do it because someone told you to do it, but you have to mm -hmm. understand the why of it because what you're doing may not match your why or the reason that you're trying to do something. It might be right yeah, for somebody else, but it might not be right for your situation. So it's interesting that, that you mentioned that because I think it's really important in just about everything that you do to, to know, you know, what you're trying to do and why you're doing it. Right, and I think with both, whether it's working with children or in a business, knowing what your why is helps you when you get into some of those hard decisions mm -hmm. because if you're just, just like you said, if you're just kind of following this prescribed way of doing things, then no matter what, you're always going to come into some hard decisions, whether it's how you're going to spend your time or, you know, what you're going to focus on or, or choosing to do one thing or another. And if you know what your purpose is, it makes it a lot easier to make those hard decisions and, and to know, you know, it's okay if I don't do this or I do do this because I know what it is that I'm, I'm trying to get to. And, and it's just easier to make those decisions. I think sometimes when you're just following what people lay out and tell you you're supposed to do, it's easy to get caught up in trying to do every single thing that every person recommends but once you've kind of laid out, this is what my purpose is, and this is what is important to me, this is what I'm passionate about, and this is what I want to focus on, it makes it easier to say no to some things so that you can really focus on what's more important to you. Absolutely. So when you started your blog, did you even know that like, you could make money doing this? Um, you know, it crossed my mind, but it was one of those things that you didn't really want to say out loud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you didn't really want to confess. And I really, you know, I started, of course, 
I had heard that you could, and I thought that would be great. But I, I started out, one of my motivations was just um, I'm primarily a stay-at-home mom, but I'm passionate about what I do. And I thought, you know, if I want to go back to work in 10 or 15 years, it's harder for me to say, well, yeah, I, I still spent a lot of times reading, a lot of time reading professional journals and things, or I did a lot of activities with my kids, but it was, I felt like it would be more of a professional resume to say, here's oh. this blog that I've done. And so that was one of my purposes where I just kept telling myself, if this is not successful by any other measurement, at least it will provide me with some type of a professional portfolio that I can use in the future if I choose to. Oh, what a great um, idea. That's, so, yeah. so that was one of the things I kept telling myself because you, you, well, maybe some people can, but I didn't make money for a really long time, and I uh-huh. still, you know, I'm not making loads of money, but it is nice to finally get to a point where you can have a little bit of that payoff. And I always, from the beginning, I, I did want to make a commitment to not, um, that the blog needed to pay for itself, basically. So there are a few little things, like I bought my domain name for $15 or little things like that, but once uh-huh. it got into, you know, I needed a laptop and I needed to pay somebody else to help me with some design things and those bigger ticket items, um, I was really committed to paying for it first with the blog and so it was exciting to be able to actually do that and to um to let it pay for itself oh that's it's cool. exciting so when you first started um i'm curious because i'm we're at the beginning of this little challenge we're just kind of getting started and the whole idea of the challenge is kind of to shine to be everywhere because it's my belief and you know i've waffled on this and different techniques for doing internet marketing for many years now but i really come strongly to believe that it's all about like community and being out there so people know you and what you're about. Do do you agree with that or? Um, I I definitely think it's about community and that's something that um, I've learned in several layers along the way that it is mm-hmm. about building community. That's what blogging is about, and so building community with your readers, but also building community with other bloggers. And um, it's just really been interesting to me to see how that grows and how how you really build this rapport with your readers or with other bloggers, and that that's really how you grow. Um, I don't know, being everywhere, that's an interesting concept. I think, um, I don't know, I, I think you have to choose, um, again, you have to choose where to focus, and there, there are well, certain I mean, places. Well, you can't really be everywhere. Right, but to literally be everywhere. Yeah. But, but I think sometimes we do ourselves, ourselves a disservice when we think of it as a competitive market, and and rather working cooperatively actually is better for you as a as a blogger as a writer and probably in a lot of other business aspects when you're trying to just um, keep it all to yourself it's a lot harder to reach out and and build community but when you can uh, build partnerships with other bloggers and with other people that are passionate about the same things it mm-hmm. actually helps to make you stronger as well because you can work together you can um, help each other and spotlight each other and you can give each other um, some feedback that you won't necessarily get from somebody else, you know, that isn't passionate about doing the same thing that you do. And I yeah. think it can be tricky for some people because you don't want to step on toes or um, you have to have some, some clear boundaries set. But I think building that community within your own cohort can, can really be powerful as far as trying to, to be everywhere, to, be, to build a presence and to build community. I definitely agree. And I think that's why I, I have gone with, like, the be everywhere thing because I'm kind of a do-it-all-by-yourself kind of person. Like, I, yeah. I just need to do it all. And so I have to – I 
it's finally gotten knocked into my head that you cannot do it all by yourself. You are going to get right. much further. You're going to do a lot of it by yourself. You can do a lot of it by yourself. But at some point, you're going to hit the ceiling where there's a limit to what you can do on your own. And I'm at that right. limit now. And so now I really realize that if I get out there and start making relationships with other people in my niche, you know, instead of just uh-huh. my readers, which is, you know, I have a great community with my readers, but you know, other bloggers, not so much. I, so I'm really trying to work on that. And I guess that's kind of my mentality is like, you got to get out there because if yeah. you're not out there, you can't meet people. Right. So and I think really some mentality. Right. <laughs> and I think it's a good, a good motivating force. And I really think that, um, some of the, the biggest milestones and not just financially, but just in feeling like, okay, I'm getting where I want to be and I'm learning to do the things I want to do. I think, just about every single one of them came directly as a byproduct of making a connection with someone else and building a rapport um, with another person and, and learning from them or getting opportunities with them. Um, and so I think it's a really valuable thing to, to build up that community and um, to reach out there. And that's, you know, I've had some people ask, how do I, how do I get to do guest posts? It was one of the questions. And I said, you just ask. And it's surprising people will say yes, and if they don't, you're no worse off, <laughs> so you right. might as well just ask. And, you know, there are, of course there are appropriate ways to pitch that, but, but the biggest thing is just like you're saying, to just get out there and just um, take that chance and just ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, one of the things I was going to ask you was, how did you go about forging these relationships with other bloggers? Um, and, and that's really a lot of it is just to ask. You know, I would sometimes I um, would be reading something, and I thought, you know, I really feel like we have a similarity here, and so maybe I would send an email and, and, and talk about that, how I feel like we're similar or how something I write might help their readers and maybe pitch a guest post idea or mm-hmm. um, build up some kind of a, a networking relationship. And just um, I think when you connect on what you're both passionate about or when you talk about how – you might be able to help them or also how you feel like they can help you and be just really honest about that. I think people are really willing to, to work together and, and I think it benefits both parties. And so I think you just, you get out there and be yourself and you present your best self and um, be honest about what, what it is that you would like from them and what you can give to them as well, I think is um, a great way to do it. And just to find people that are, are like-minded that have similar passions and it just, it's kind of natural that way when you find somebody that is so similar to yourself in, in your passion and what you're doing, but also don't look for somebody that's just like yourself. Don't be afraid to go a little bit outside because that's where you really have room to grow and to learn from somebody mm-hmm. who maybe has a little bit of a different perspective or a different strength, and you can, you can build off each other. Absolutely. I think the, like what's really cool about blogging is that it's so not competitive. I mean, it is, but it's uh-huh. not because your readers don't have to just be your readers. They can right. read my stuff too. So you can work together. And if someone has a bigger audience because they've been around longer than you, it, it's not like you're taking away their audience. They're just exactly. you're gaining audience. So that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I had a friend that just sent an article. I believe it was on... Uh, it was from Design Sponge, I believe, is that what it's called? She'd sent a great article, and it basically made that point thing. You know, in the day of the magazine, you really can have a limited number of magazine subscriptions. Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, if you're talking about that sort of thing, you really, some, at some point, it's one or the other. But with blogging, that just isn't, isn't the case. And just like you said, just because I send somebody to one of your posts doesn't mean they're never going to come back. And that really did scare me at first, to link to somewhere else. I felt like that was saying I – you know, I don't have everything here for you, and I'm afraid if you go somewhere else, you'll realize how much better they are, and you'll never come back. But they mm-hmm. don't. They, I think they learn to trust that you will give them good resources wherever they might be, that you'll share that with them. And I think readers really value that, and that 
that even if even if you're sending them to other places, they'll come back to you for those recommendations because you've built that um, relationship of trust. And just like you said, even if they keep reading one of those other blogs you've introduced them to, doesn't mean they won't come back to read yours as well. And that um, there is, I think, a little bit less com- competition because of that. And I think that it really does, when you share someone else's link, that it really does help you to build stronger um, relationship with your reader, but also readership. And it, it does great things for you as well to network and to work cooperatively with other bloggers. Really, I, I, I personally don't think I've experienced anything negative about that at all. <laughs> wow. Good endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> So when you are trying to build traffic for your blog, did you do anything particular to to try and get more traffic to your site? Um, I think the first thing, and it's something that I hear over and over, and I think it's so true, is just to have consistently good content. And so I really try to remind myself of that, to focus on that and making sure that what I'm offering is good content and that um, if you do one thing right, that's the one thing to make sure that you get right. Uh, but beyond that, I did, and I need to do it more often, um, just approach people about doing guest posts. And I think that's really one of the number one ways to build traffic. Um, more recently, I've started to do a little bit more of the social networking with Twitter and Facebook and those sorts of things. And I think that's really helped as well. And, and I've really benefited from social networking before that because I would see these incoming links from Facebook or Twitter, but I wasn't actually a part of it. So it was kind of just mysterious things still. Just I wasn't <laughs> sure what are people saying? I don't know why they're coming here. What are they saying? And, and so I finally started, I'm kind of slow getting onto that train, but I've um, over the last oh six months to a year maybe uh, been doing that. And I think that's really helpful and it's a great way to network people as well and to network ideas and to really quickly um, share your ideas with each other and, and build some uh, community that way also. I've, I've met a lot of people through, I personally prefer Twitter for those sorts of things, just sharing links and articles and blog ideas and, and networking with people. And, and you start to see some of those same people over and over and realize, you know, we really like the same things or I, I mm-hmm. like everything I see from this person and you kind of start to build a relationship. And um, So those are just a few things I've done to, to build community and to build traffic. And I think building community itself is part of what build your traffic, whether that's with your readers that are going to share that word of mouth. I've had a few people that will say, you know, I was at a play group and this mom mentioned to me that there's this great resource and I came to you, um, but also building that community with other writers. They'll recommend what you have and, and share it with their readers, and so um, you build a lot of traffic that way as well. Very good. I definitely I, I think that guest posting is huge, and I, I don't do it enough, Like, and that's definitely right. one of the things that is in this challenge for me to get out there and do more of because everywhere you go, everyone you talk to, that guest posting has really has been what has made the difference. It really is huge, I think. Do you have any tips for uh, people to, like, go to someone and ask them if you can do a guest post? Um, you know, I think that's the first thing that I've told people is just to do that that much. <laughs> just ask <laughs> because a lot of times they'll let you. Um, I think as far as tips to do it, if you go to the blog, if you look around um, kind of up in their tabs, some people will have a, a page or a tab or somewhere in their About page that will give you some guidelines as far as a guest post. So some people might prefer that you send them a full post already mm-hmm. or pitch them an idea, not just say, can I write? Um, but to know their guidelines, I think, first of all, is really helpful. And to know their blog and their audience and their topics so that when you say, I think it's hard to just say, hi, this is my name, here's my blog, can I write for you? But if you say, I noticed your 
your blog is about this, or I write about this, and I think it would apply. It would um, be interesting to your readers for this reason. Or if mm-hmm. there's, you know, you don't always match up exactly. My blog's just like your blog, so can I write for you? But maybe if you have a niche um, that you think would fill a hole that they have, or that would match up with something that they're doing. So sometimes you might say, you know, I read this post that you wrote, and I thought this would be a great follow-up. If I wrote about something like this, would you be interested? So I think know know the blog and know their readers, um, and and kind of present how you can fill that in, whether it's with a specific topic or if it's um, more of a general topic that you tend to write about. Kind of give a reason why you think that fits with your, that blog that you're pitching to. Um, and be aware of, of any things that they maybe put out already, any guidelines or instructions, because some people are very direct about mm-hmm. what they want and how they want it to be pitched. So know that as well. Um, I think those are the first things that come to mind. And then be open to editing, I think, is the other thing that, um, when you do a guest post, they're going to want it ahead of time, and they may want to edit some things because they still own that blog, and that content still reflects on their own personal brand. And so don't be offended if somebody wants to switch something up or offers some um, critiques on your post. It doesn't mean necessarily there's anything wrong with you, but it needs to match with what brand they're sending out there. So be open to that and give them time for that. You'll You'll have to get it to them ahead of time so that they – have that time to format it and edit it. So be open to that. Don't take any of that personally. Um, and do your best work. I've also heard some people say, you know, don't hide your – or don't hold back your very best content for your own blog. It's easy to kind of feel you have to protect your own and keep it on your own blog. And they offered up, um, wherever it was that I was reading, offered up this idea that really your best content should be on your guest post because that's what's going to bring them to you. So if you're putting mediocre content out on your guest post, no one's going to say, oh, man, I've got to check out that blog. So really, you don't be afraid to put your best content out in a guest post. Well, that's a great point. Great point. It's interesting because now I've started taking guest posts on one of my blogs, and now that I realize how I feel when I get a great guest post, it makes it so much easier for me to go and ask someone if I can do it for them. <laughs> that's true, when you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Just and I've had, you know, yes, a guest post this week. That's one less thing I have to do. <laughs> yeah, and I think, we, you know, <laughs> when you first jump out there, you feel like, you know, it's such a burden if you're asking them to do a guest post. But just like you said, it's great. Sometimes you get this offering like, perfect, because I needed a day off of writing next week, or I've got crazy stuff going on. It would be great to have somebody else writing a post. So I think go with that frame of mind as well, that they're not just doing you a favor, but you're doing them a favor as well. So if that helps your confidence a little bit and gives you the, I don't know, the extra boost to, to get out there and just ask. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. I don't know why I haven't done more of it because it's, it's not same. Hard. It's just time. It's, it's I think. like a mental trip. And that's, I you know, that's one thing. Uh, Mandy Eamon at lifeyourway.net, um, so it's life.yourway.net, uh-huh. and she um, has some blogging. Um, she features blogging things in there, and she created a um, blogging swap recently. And, and the idea was, you know, we all know we should – do this guest posting, but it's hard to find time. And so she kind of, it was almost like computer dating in high school. You know, she matches you up with another blog and you guys just swap on one day. So you don't have I to do know. extra writing. I and I thought the day after it happened. And I was oh, did so you? Sad. I was like, oh my gosh, how did I miss this? This is so cool. But it, yeah, but it just made me think, I thought, you know, that might be another way to approach guest posting if you go to another blog, especially if they're more on the same level. So it's not so much like you're going mm-hmm. up a few notches, right. but to just say, you know, I want to guest post more often and if, and I'd love to guest post your, for your blog. And if you're interested, we could do a swap and I would love to host you on my blog as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe offer pitching a guest post in that frame of mind um, because it's a win-win. You both get that extra exposure, but it also is helpful because 
you're creating content for them, but they're creating it for you. So it's not it's not giving you an extra post right. to write. It's balancing out. Plus, when I do a guest post, actually, I you know I usually link to it saying today I'm posting over here, guest posting mm-hmm. over there. Go check it out. And so that's my post for the day. So even though in my brain I keep thinking oh, I don't have time for an extra post, <laughs> it, it really it doesn't have to be. You can just say this is my post. It's just over here. Go over there and read it. And and I think that's another great way to say thank you to the person that's. Um, that's hosting you because it sends your traffic to them as well, so you still get that trade-off. Absolutely. Wow. Great tips, great tips. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So is there anything else that you would like to share with us? Oh, I think, you know, the things you've asked have really been some of the biggest things that I've learned to just, yeah. um, you know, I think one of the things that I, I try to work on, and I feel like it's a constant struggle for me, um, to get it out in the writing, but I, I think it's something I see over and over and keep thinking, you know, this is one of the keys too, and that's just to really be authentic, to not just try to, like you said at the very beginning, not to just follow this prescribed outline that somebody has said, this is the way to, how to, you know, to run a blog and to be successful. Mm-hmm. Be aware of that and learn about it, but be true to yourself and really be authentic and kind of find what makes you unique and what where you're unique voices so that you can you can stand out and not just be another blog but have that courage to be a little bit different in some way and and to find where your passion really lies and I've just always been a big believer that if you really follow what you're most passionate about it will all come together because you're being your most authentic self and when you're passionate about something you're just automatically going to do it the best that you possibly can so I think that's I I guess bottom line what I would say just be confident enough to be authentic and to follow what you're most passionate about and let other people see that. Um, and I think that just always will get you to the best point where you can oh, be. So. I think that's an awesome point. Absolutely. I, I think that there's a lot of, especially when I think about in the beginning, when I go back and read like beginning posts, I've been doing this for uh-huh. a long time and I read this. That can I'm be like, painful oh, sometimes. Mom, like, that's an essay <laughs> from high school or something. You know? Exactly. There's all these rules that you have to follow. But it's been really since I started just being me and not necessarily following all the rules that I had made up in my head that things have really started clicking and and the connections are deeper and they're better because people know I'm a real person. Uh You know, I'm not just, you know, someone. I'm I'm a real person. I'm Jackie, you know, and they know me and they know that I'm not perfect and that, you know, and I think that makes a huge difference than just reading, you know, cookie cutter yeah, content. And I, I think it's that connection. I think that's part of what brings people to blogs, and I think that's what makes blogs unique because there is that more dynamic conversation that goes back and forth, but there's also that unique personal voice and connection that it's not just a one-way delivery of information, but it goes back and forth and that there's more, there's a more personal element from both sides, from both mm-hmm. your readers and the writer, that there's actually a relationship there and not just a producer-consumer type of relationship. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Wow, what a great conversation this has been. I totally appreciate your time. <laughs> well, thank you. It's it's great to talk about it with you. It helps me realize things for myself as well. <laughs> well, fantastic. <laughs> okay, and again, this has been Amanda Morgan from NotJustCute.com. You guys, if you have smaller children, fantastic blog. I, I read it regularly, so I definitely recommend you stop by and, and check it out. Thank you and so much. Thank you very much, Amanda, and we'll talk Thanks to you soon. Thanks for having me. All right, bye. Bye-bye.